tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Don't leave me hanging I've been waiting 
Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Tammy and I would like to thank you guys for tuning in with us. We always appreciate you tuning in to the Butterfly Evolution Show. It is another Monday, and I just want everyone to know, since Tammy tried to put me on blast last week, uh, Tammy, I have been at work so far every day this week, just saying. The kids have been learning. All is well in Manassas, Virginia. What's going on, Tammy? Yeah, 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 Tommy. Yeah, Tommy from Martin. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think? You ain't got no job, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, Tammy, Tamari is not the only person who is working in this household this week. I'm just saying. If she is, we're going to work on that. She she might be bringing home the bread, but I'm bringing home the crumbs. Can I get a witness? <laughs> How's it going, Rodney? How's it going? I don't think we've talked all. I don't think we've talked all week. What is going on? You may have a job now. Wait, you do have a job now. <laughs> I think I I think we may have talked either Wednesday or Thursday about this this uh this week's show. Maybe, or maybe we talked about those uh, those links or something, um, because I sent you and Tamaria those links for the uh, the uh, agency the agencies to send your information to. So that oh, may have maybe. been that may have been Tuesday um, yeah. that I sent that to you guys. So yes, I have been working. About time, about time. That's all I can say. About time. <laughs> How are Glad you this evening? I'm good. I'm I'm good. A little tired, but I am good. I'm I'm ready for some some Z's, as they would say. Um, but okay, it's been a good good weekend, and I'm okay. I'm okay. So, not a lot going on right now, but uh, I'm ready for Friday again. For another weekend, not not regretting today, embracing today, but ready for another Friday for sure. So I'll, okay. I'll be 21 next Monday, you guys. I don't know if I'm going to talk to you all on that day. <laughs> so I'll be turning 21. Uh, so you gonna just be, so you gonna take a you gonna take a sick day because it's your birthday. Is that what you doing? No, I'm gonna take a Tammy day because it's my birthday. <laughs> I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm Wait, if, you're, if you're not turning fifty, you're not allowed to take the day off. Twenty one qualifi twenty five twenty one qualifies me for a day off. Oh no, you gotta work twenty nine more years. Yeah. Yeah, somebody gotta work, Rodney. Somebody gotta work. <laughs> That's the next day uh Tamari's taking off when she turns fifty. <laughs> you just see the way she's looking at me, Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm working on that, Tammy. The struggle is real. I'm trying yes, to give you yes, yes. just work so much. Yeah, and then you realize that, it, like, just in general, we spent so much time, like, working. Like, I, I was listening to a sermon this morning. Sorry, y'all, from getting off topic. But he was talking about, like, our lives and that when God comes, um, we won't know. 
And he was also talking about, like, we're just grateful to be alive because, you know, anytime we're on this earth, it could be our last breath. And I'm like, this is true. And it just makes you remember our mortality. And that the majority of the time we spend is at work. And even today we did a team building activity, and one of the things um, that my executive director said, she was like, it's sad kind of that everybody, um, when they were debriefing activity, they said, what would you do if you had a million dollars? And everybody said they would pay off debt. So if everybody worried about paying off debt, the majority of people probably aren't enjoying their life because all they're doing is working, robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. And, Tamara, that is not off topic because a lot – I won't say, well, many, many of us, we work so much for things and stuff, and a lot of it we don't use, we don't need, and we continue to just work, 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 work for more, 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 more. And then where does that that need for more come from? And and it goes back to... um, what I described in the in the episode info, society. Society is always saying what you have is not enough. Who you are is not mm-hmm. enough. More. You got to keep up with the Joneses. You know, whatever we say this is designated for, then this is what it's for, and, and you need to tap in. So that's not off, off topic as well because I, I'll raise my hand and be the first to say I'm trying to figure out a way to work less hours. Like less, there's too much of my time that goes towards, Work and making money for what? Like it's just me. Right. Literally, I could just get me a one bed. I could get a efficiency. I can get a tiny house. <laughs> you know, seriously. And <laughs> and if that will eliminate so much work and for and again for what? So it's not off topic. It exactly it is it's on. It's it's just on and speaks a lot about what we have prepared for tonight. So um, I totally agree. And 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 even with the work and it it takes away from your quiet time. Like you said, if God, if God not just come, but if he was speaking to us, we're so busy or so tired until we can't hear. We can't even hear him. And just think, we, we work so hard for this house that we rarely get to enjoy because you're working so much. Or you've worked so much when you get home, guess what? All you want to see is the bed or the couch because you're so exhausted. So, yes. Yeah. That's accurate. I'm sorry, what did you say, Samaria? Oh, I say yes, that is accurate. It's it's just it's interesting. I read um remind me, Rodney, depending on where you all are in the conversation to highlight what I read to y'all in the car yesterday about happiness. I'm starting this book that my coworker recommended called The Happiness Advantage. So I'll I'll let y'all get going and I'll see if it fit in. Okay. Now, no, come back in toward the end and let us and share it because many of us are not happy between all the work, all the money, the six figures, the cars, the house. People are not happy, Tamaria. So share that with us at any time. At any time you want to jump in, just let Rodney know and come on. Okay. I will pass the phone back. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> since, hey, since you're the only one working, you, you you're good. You can take the phone. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna talk about me while I'm, while I'm here to defend myself. She can take the phone if she wants. She's the only one working in the house. So, 
Shame on you, Rodney. You can't be representing Butterfly. No, Mr. Evolution, and, and you're not working. We're going we're gonna to speak the truth and shame the devil anyhow. But uh, <laughs> let's oh. get into this topic, though. What, what what do you have for the people? How how was your week, and how was your week? Um, I had, it was great. It was great. Really, no complaints. I have have we had lot lots of rain here over the weekend, so I got a lot of time in the house to just kind of um, do what I do. I, I was in my cleaning zone, so I did. Quite a bit of that and some decluttering. Still have some more to go. Uh, worked some in the yard. Just a little bit. Uh, watched Brandon and Stella for the most part work in the yard. I have to post pictures of my yard. It's, it's coming along. They've put roses out and some other things and uh, took a few dead. Well, they weren't really dead, but we had taken them up a while back. So just got a lot of needed. Just did some did some good stuff, I guess, some stuff that's good for the soul, I say. So, but other than that, um, it was a, kind of a slow weekend, and I'm, I'm kind of glad uh, it's over this just for the sake of the rain because we did get a lot of rain, and it, it slowed down a lot of things. But other than that, Rodney, all is well. All is very well. So we will get okay. right into if um If you're ready, you're ready? I'm always ready. Yes, ma'am. Okay. All right, well, I'll go ahead and um, for those of you, I know we've kind of just skipped the intro, but uh, it's the same if you're listening. Oh, I need to do the chat. Why do you have the chat room open? I don't. Yes, ma'am. Okay, let me get in there. I stepped away. While you're doing that, I'm going to read the uh, show description while you're opening that up. Okay, thanks. Um, Tonight's show topic is what lies within is what matters. We live in a society that demeans human life but exalts seemingly everything that confirms this demeaning. This process has created a foundation that the majorities live and measure his or her life by. The owning of this foundation impacts how we perceive the world, others, and ourselves. Tonight, we want you to think about these questions and definitely chime in. What are your silent tears truly about? What is your true perception of yourself? Do you view your life as meaningful and full of purpose? What do you see and think when you look in the mirror? Does your life matter, and do you matter tremendously to someone? As we always like to end with our show description, dying to live is what's within you holding you back. Uh, Tammy, I'm going to go back up to the first two questions. Um, and maybe we can start there, or if, if you want to start in a, in a different place, that's totally fine. No, but certainly. Let's start there. Would you like to personally speak to the question or the questions? What are your silent tears truly about, and what is 
Tammy's true perception of Tammy? Um, I'm going to answer that in, in two ways. I'm going to go back to a time um, where there were many, many tears, silent tears. And then I'm going to fast forward to a, a, a Tammy who decided to take, well, well, I think they decided, um, maybe decided in a way, but almost in a sense forced to because um, of just kind of where things had, had landed in my life and how, how they had landed. So at the time where there were many, many silent tears, um, they were about so many things. And, and I'll say so many things, and it's too, not enough time to go into depth because I'll, I'll, I'll get away and it'll be about me. But so many things that I allowed to go undone, I'll say, to, to, that I just did not deal with, that I just kept waiting for something or somebody to show up so that I would not have to show up in that sense that I would not have to deal with it. And I think that that relates to pain. Um, I think we, we, in a sense, as humans, we try to dodge pain or we want to, we don't want life to happen. But as we all know, life does happen. And so the silent tears were about my trying to run away from reality, not dealing with reality. But, but but then expecting things to change, expecting for those tears to just instantly go away. So they were about me not dealing with my stuff, with with the with the cards that life had dealt me. I wasn't playing those cards. I wasn't playing them in a way to create my own deck of cards, so to speak. And that's what this means about what lies within. If you don't deal with that, if you don't acknowledge it, recognize it, own up to those silent tears, deal with them in a way that they become your story, your glory. Because I think that's what it's about. I think pain um, or life happening knocks at everybody's door. But some of us open open it and we want to say, oh, no, I'm not here. Go away. I'm not dealing with that. But when you get to a point where you say, come in, show me me, show me my life, I'm ready. And then those tears, not saying they that you never cry again or things just become, oh, wow, wonderful. Because dealing with those silent tears um is is another. It's just a whole nother uh, level of life. As Brandon and Stella were were digging up uh, one of the trees today, small little tree. It, it reminded me a couple of years ago when I had a friend here, and he was taking up some 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 uh, flowers that had rooted down pretty well in the in part of my yard as well. And I remember the same thing happened again today where I got just just mesmerized by the roots, just seeing all these roots attached to this one big root. And a few years back when, when my friend was here and doing it, Rodney, it was, my life was in, in, in such a, I guess, mess, I'll say. I was, I was going through whatever to the point where when he started to dig them up, I had to come inside because all I could think about is life 
and 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 when he came in, he noticed. He was like, "What's wrong with you?" Because I'm sitting crying. I'm, I'm like the 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 roots. All that meant something else to me. It's just flowers to him, but to me, it meant so much more. It meant just getting a glimpse of what lies within or what has, how far I've come, but still so much farther to go. And then today, I looked at it, the the roots that Brandon and Stella were taking up, but it was as if it was different. It was just like, wow, I get it. I'm getting it. Deal with it. If you don't remove the root, if you don't deal with it, your life's not going to change. No one can change it for you. Like, if we don't get what needs to come out to kill that, that, that tree from, keep that tree from growing, no matter what, it's going to continue to grow. We can chop it, but it's going to grow. We have to remove it. And so that's, that's how I felt today. I felt alive. I felt thankful. I felt grateful. I felt like, wow, transformation has happened. And so... That's to answer the first question in my perception of myself. Now I am so thankful that I was forced to deal with Tammy. I was forced to look at the hand that I was dealt and say, okay, where, where's my ace? Where's my king? Where, where are my high cards? And be able to focus on those things because we all, no matter what you've gone through, we all have something great in us. And if we will allow that pain, allow whatever life has thrown to us, if we will deal with it and allow it to show us how strong we really are, um, and how 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 far it will push us if we would only allow it. So, the silent tears were about a lot of pain. My perception of myself now, wow, totally transformation. I'm out of that cocoon, but I'm still growing wings. So I, I am that butterfly now, but I'm still, I'm changing my colors. I'm growing my wings daily. And I don't plan on going back in the cocoon. I just, I just don't. That's just, that is not a choice for me. It's just not a choice. So I hope that answered your question. So, Tammy, I have a uh, follow-up based on what you just said. And, um, I was trying to put it on Facebook, for, but for some reason it's not working. I'm, I'm going to keep trying. But um, And I want to maybe to jump back in here um, if she chooses um, or any of our listeners. But do you think people, do you think we avoid getting to the root of our problems out of fear or out of pride? Both. I think it's both because, and, and it depends on the situation, but in, in, in most cases I will say that it is both because a lot, a lot of the, the situations that I had allowed in my life, um, some of them not of my own doing, a, a great deal of them. However, getting out of them would have most, in the most case, just it just would have took me asking, saying, talking, communicating. It would have just taken one phone call. So pride, pride plays a lot in this as well, but also fear. I was reminded today of the, the ladies who were, the young ladies who were kidnapped. I believe it was one who was kidnapped initially, but then there were several others. You guys remember the story where 
Um, then one one day one decided that we're going to get out of here, I guess, and she decided to go through the window, or I think that's how it happened. But the the thought of it was revealed that the, the kidnapper had, had left them many, many times. He had left them many times. They had plenty of, of, of opportunity to get out or to at least try. But fear, fear kept them there for years. Fear. And so the same happens with life, fear of the unknown, fear of being hurt, fear of failure. We've had the show, Rodney, where some people called in and said they had fear of success because things were attached to people in their in their families that from success. They felt like there were so many people, once they became successful, so to speak, that bad things happened. Well, we know that likely that's just life happening, but it shows how the mind works, how we are tricked, how we focus on negative rather than positive, how we focus on the bad things that have happened rather than being so grateful for all this life and purpose that still is within us regardless. So I think it's it's a lot of both. And if I had to say it would be probably 50-50 um, if I had to measure it. Okay. Um, I'm going to look for a picture that Mary wants me to post. Um, but she also said both, so I'm going to give her a chance to expound on that. Uh, The reason I said both is I agree with you, Tammy. It depends on the situation because I think in some instances we're fearful, but the fear sometimes comes from the pride, meaning we we don't want to be embarrassed. So if it Mm -hmm. doesn't work out, we don't want to be like, well, when people say, I told you so, we're scared to go off the beaten path because of what others will say, which is a form of pride because we're more worried about what men think versus what God says. And I know I'm guilty of that. Um, I'm still working on it because there are things that I believe he's put in my heart to do, and I've done everything else but what I feel like I should be doing. Um, And I know part of it is being scared to take the next step because it's like, well, I don't have enough to do this. I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. A lot of times we talk ourselves out of stuff because we feel like we don't have the skills, which, again, goes back to pride because it's about what we don't have. And God's like, well, I gave you everything you need. And sometimes that's why he takes stuff from certain people because he's like, well, I gave you everything you need. All I need is someone who has a little bit of faith, and I'll give it to them. Because you know, Tamaria. But but think about how much, and I, I'm so there with you. And but how how quick are we to be? We're so trusting over the owners of what well, our employers. We're so trusting that they are doing everything right, and this is a sure thing. But most of the truly successful people made a decision that they were going to go after 100% their purpose, and they were going to go after it with passion. Now, I'm not saying that they didn't hit some rock bottoms, but but the stories that woe me, that just take me off my feet, most of those people just decided, I can't do you and me too, so I'm going for me. And they have right. they have lived in, they've been homeless, they've had to sleep on someone's sofa, um, they maybe had to go back home, whatever it is, but they were so passionate about that purpose 
and whatever came with that, that no was not an option or plan B was not an option, that it was only plan A and, and this is it. And then to go back to something else you said, I feel that we also make, many of our choices are made or not made based on what others will think or say. Like, even if, say if it's a marriage, well, you know, people, I, I can't, I can't, what will people say? You know, someone can, can be getting abused, but what will people say? And that's a form of pride as well. So yeah. you're in pride, sure. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. It's interesting how that all plays out. The picture I asked Rodney to post is one that my friend Amber brought up when we were driving back, um, oh no, driving to Hampton Road on Saturday for a bridal shower. And she said it's a powerful picture, but it shows a bunch of sheep. And there's one gate, but all the sheep trying to get through the one gate, but it ain't no fence around them. So any other sheep could walk straight ahead at any time, but they all lined up to go through the gate. Mm-hmm. It's just one little opening. And it's interesting because there's also a picture of a young black girl, and um, she's standing behind the gate. And it's, but the thing is, the other side of the gate is open. But she's standing behind the gate and holding on. The reason that it came up was I saw some horses in the back of the of a um a truck, and I was like, those horses could just run free because they're a lot stronger than what's holding them. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about the Willie Lynch letter, and I was like, that is so true. I'm like, those horses are way more powerful than they know. They could break free at any time, but they don't. Right, and it's like us. It's like, wait a minute, we're more powerful, but we start to believe the limitations because we had a whole conversation about how, you know, in the workplace and in society, black women have to deal with a lot. Meaning, like, when we talk about equal pay and things like that, it's not equal. And when we talk about like the amount of work and effort, we recognize that some of that is due to our own desires to want to be better or to excel and achieve, but then some of it is because you might have to end up doing more to get the same thing, and you probably won't even get the same because by the time you get to where other people already are, you're already behind. You know, Mary, I think you a lot about that. I think a lot of our issues that go on in the workplace is because we, out of fear as well, for, for some, but I think we're too complacent and too quiet because, and I'm, I, I, won't, I won't go here, but I'm going to say this, um, black women have been labeled, they, they carry this label as if, is, if we speak up for ourselves, then we are, hot, we're, we are angry black women, yep. that if we go in and expect, I, I expect for you to, to do right by me. And, and and you right. are going. There is a way to say that, but I think so often we sit back and talk amongst each other about the issues rather than um, professionally approaching the issue and the person. Because um, I, I, I do know that along with 
eliminating any fear and being willing to go to Taco Bell if that's where you need to go, but not sit here and be mis- misused and treated differently. And sometimes we're we're so caught up that we feel we have no choice, so we got to sit back and take this. But it kills and you us. know what? That is true, because that's where I was until I was like, you know what? I remember driving to work. Remember, I, I was on the radio show, and I was like, I'm hoping for another opportunity. Correct. Yep. Before I left my company, I finally got to a point where I was like, you know what? I deserve so much better than this. And I keep sitting here putting up with this crap, these people lying to my face, treating me differently and telling me, like, pretty much raining on me and telling me it's not raining, that the sun is shining or doing other stuff. And I was like, you know what? I don't deserve this. And the last incident I had with one of my VPs, with the company, I was like, you know what? This dude is crazy, and I don't deserve to be treated this way because I know I'm a good employee. I know I have made him and others look good. I've done my job. I come in with a positive attitude every day, regardless of the craziness that I deal with, and it's not going to change. And the only situation that's going to change is if I say I'm done. So I applied for a job that was um, – actually a step down from management, and I was actually okay with that. The company that ended up hiring me offered me a management position and a raise. I didn't apply for a management position with this company, but they said, you have a lot of experience. Would you be interested in a management position? But I had to beg and plead and keep going back to school and doing all this extra stuff to get a promotion at the company I worked for for 12 years. And yet I go to a company with people I don't even know, and they say, you know what, you have a wealth of experience. We don't think, like, why Why did you apply for this position? We think you should apply for this one. Or matter of fact, we're going to interview you for this one, and I didn't apply for the job that I ended up getting. See, Tamari, I think the difference is you got to a point, there, there is power in the gift of release. Well, maybe I won't say gift, but there is power in getting to a point where I am ready to release this because it is no longer, I realize that it no longer works for me. It's not healthy for me. So I am willing by any means necessary. If that means Taco Bell, happy at Taco Bell, I will, I will not be un- had made that decision that I'm getting, I'm, I'm prepared to release that. And I think once you do that, it's kind of like letting, being able to let go, open hand. And and again, a lot of us don't get there. We'll talk about it, but our what lies within defeats even the talk. Like you can talk, but without action, nothing's going to happen. So we get so caught up till we talk about it, but we're not ready to release it. I'm just going to talk about it. But there is power in in just coming to a point to where your spirit says you are no longer a part of me, that I I release this today. That doesn't mean that you have to walk out and leave the job today, but spiritually you're already gone. You're just a body walking in. So your spirit was already gone in somewhere else, ready to receive, but so often we're not. And so we find ourselves in this place over and over and over again. So at that time, you 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 didn't like you said you got a position that you didn't apply for because again your spirit said no to the place no more 
But oh, yeah, then, I, was done. I, was done. I was like, I can't do this. And I told Rodney, I was like, you know, like I'm grateful for the people I've met over the years. I'm going to miss them. I'm grateful for the experiences I've had. But I know I deserve so much better, and I know God has way more in store for me. And even if certain individuals can't see it, that doesn't mean that I don't have it. So I got tired of the double standards and all that stuff. And I had put up with it for years, and I just kept moving from job to job. I tried to leave before, and it never worked. But this time, I think it was the right time because God was like, well, I have to give you the right experience because now with the experience that I have, people reach out to me for jobs where before, had I not gone through the hell I went through, I wouldn't have gotten the experience I did get. So I felt like it was the timing, too, because I wanted to go a long time ago. But it mm-hmm. never worked out where I could just go. Like, I kept applying for jobs, nothing would happen. And I was like, all right, Lord, like, I can't do this no more. Like, this is toxic. Um, and I kind of got out of my own way. But like you said, I also started, I did believe, because I remember telling Rodney, like, I'm trying to be gone by the end of the first quarter. That was my personal goal. I was like, I got to be done with them by, by March. Like, I have to be gone. Because I was like, I will take a demotion. I don't care. I just have to go. And I was like, Lord, please make a way. Because this is not healthy for me. It's not healthy in my marriage. It's just this is a toxic situation, and it's not going anywhere or getting any better. Um, and once I made that declaration, I also took the step to move. But then my, I think my faith was a little bit different because before I would apply, but I kind of was like, yeah, somebody may or may not um, reach out. But this time I was more proactive, meaning I even contacted people that I knew, and I was like, you know what? People get referrals because they say you have not because you ask not. But I was like, people get referrals for sending people to their companies. So I started reaching out to people I knew because it's a win-win for them. They get paid to refer me, and I could potentially have another opportunity. So I reached out to my connections as well to say, hey, and I truly believe that God opened those doors by allowing relationships I have built in the past open the door for today. Hmm. Even even the 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 fact that you were willing to reach out to other people and ask for help. See that shows again the transition, that shows that the transformation, that shows that you are you you, you have dealt with enough things within to be able to move some things, or, or I'll say to see more clearly and ask. Um, because even, even with me, I realized it's, I, I did some, some, some asking in a sense about two weeks ago. And, and again, this weekend, because, and, and I noticed how before you, you can be so prideful and so caught up in what you think you are and what you think you have until, well, I got it already. They need to knock on my door. They need to ask. Well, no, if you believe in yourself, if you believe in what you're doing, if you have passion, if you're passionate about that purpose, then knock on those doors. Ask people for referrals. Ask people, you know, to who, who can I talk to and may, may I use you as a reference. Even that, for me, was a big step because, again, I was, I was too prideful to ask. Let it, let it, I, I'm going to prepare, I'm ready, but they need to knock on my door. I mean, right. that in itself, and that comes from 
within. Like there is there is so much that we give that we blame the world for, um, and even society. But we don't have to buy into what society throws at us. We don't have to catch it. We don't have to keep it. We don't have to try to be everything that society says we should be. We don't have to keep like these phones. I cannot wait for my 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 contract to go out. I'm probably going to be the only one with a home phone. Y'all have to call me because never again will I pay this much money for a phone. And it does not work. It's not so like even something as small as that with society saying you're you're too thin, you're too tall, you're too short. Your hair needs to be this color, needs to be this way this year. It's forever changing. So how can we keep up? And if you're not silencing your life enough to hear just your thoughts, not let's not mention God's words, what God is speaking to you, what he's telling you, where he's telling you to go, how he's telling you to go. We, and for the most part, our spirit is not prepared to receive because we got so much within us that we keep adding to, just keep adding to. So I I, I say give yourself some credit because, again, I think without you releasing and being ready, like I'm throwing in the towel, I'm tapping out, and I'm leaving. And that preparation went before you, that energy went before you with that application. So much so that they offer you a better position than what you applied for. So that energy, that that transformation that has happened, that growth, that growth, that growth, that that continuing growth, and that's what transformation is about. It really is about looking inside. But again, we put so much emphasis on what has happened to us, my mom, my dad, my boyfriend, my husband, my children, my job. No, because as long as you stay on that job, it's something within you that keeps you there. You are missing the lesson. And I'll say, I did it so many times, I'm like, think back now, like, I must have been out of my mind. But it was fear. What am I going to do? What will I do? Because that's basically, to me, the same thing kind of happened for me. One day I just got like, I don't, I, I don't care if I don't eat. But then it was like, I felt I'll never be hungry or homeless. There's, there's always somewhere I should be able to go for one night's stay. Might not let me stay too, but that's where I was at the time I got offered, I, I mean, a job that, that kind of just fell in my lap with, Yes, not how that works out. I mean, some zeros, but I mean, it was a huge raise, tremendous. So you just know that you were ready to say no more. And if you, you can't hold on and let go at the same time. You've got to be willing to let go of something to hold to get something else. And and we we right. are fearful of doing that. Real quick, uh, this is Rodney. This has been a great discussion. I'm going to jump in here for just a second, Tammy, um, because I saw that we had some people uh, join the call, um, and it looks like they may have disappeared. But nevertheless, uh, we still have some people in the chat room. Just want to tell you guys, um, if you are listening um, online, whether it be 
the chat room or um, another way online. Um, if you would like to ask a question or uh, share a comment, you have to be a registered follower of the show. Um, that is very easy. Um, just follow the steps um, on uh, Blog Talk Radio. Um, also, um, anything that you uh, may share with us uh, via the chat room, uh, social media, um, also through text messages, how, however you share it with us. Please know that uh, anything that you say is anonymous. You are anonymous. Um, we do not reveal people's identity uh, for a lot of reasons, but for the most part, sometimes people want to share things uh, because they just want to get it out, um, and so we want everyone to feel safe and feel comfortable um, on our show and know that you can just be who you are um, and, and say what it is on your heart um, because we don't always have that uh, space to do that. So we do want to uh, offer that to you guys. Um, if you would like to call into the show, the number is 818-691-7406. Again, the number is 818-691-7406. If you have a question or a comment and you are listening by phone, all you have to do is press the number one, and we will bring you into this conversation. Uh, that was really good, Tammy, uh, what you and um, Tamari were sharing. In fact, I think I just got lost into one trying to keep up with uh, <laughs> the chat room and social media, and just two, the things that uh, the two of you were sharing. And, and obviously, I know uh, Tamaria's struggles, um, especially the ones that she's had um, on her job. But going back to um, what she was saying about how she applied, how she was frustrated. Um, and anyone who knows Tamaria knows that she has a lot going for her. Um, and for the sake of time, I'll stick to just a few. But she's a very intelligent young lady, very intelligent. She is passionate. She is driven. A lot of ambition. Um, and she is just a go-getter. And she takes everything to heart. If if Tamaria sets out to do something, either it's going to get done far beyond you what you expected, um, or she is going to be frustrated that it didn't happen the way that she wanted it to happen. And it was taken for granted um, where she was previously. And the interesting thing was exactly what she said. She walked into a new place with strangers and they appreciated her worth, her value, more so than people who knew her for for a very long time. And 
if we just think about the things that we all have endured, number one, that that that, that just doesn't make sense when you think about it, I guess, on an earthly level. But in the big scheme of things and in the way that to learn about things in the Bible, it makes perfect sense. Because you are never received amongst your own people. Not now, now, some people, you know, it's all good. But when you are one of those chosen people, you are never received amongst your own people. And no matter how hard you try, there are just certain individuals always going to see you as Rodney, Tamaria, Tammy, and anyone else who this show might be speaking to. However, that doesn't mean that's the end. You don't have to stay in one spot. You don't have to deal with the people that you've known all your life. Strangers are the way to go. Think about Jesus. The one who betrayed him was the one who sat at the table with him, the one who walked with him. However, Going back to question number two, what is your true perception of yourself? Well, if you don't have enough faith in enough faith in God, or if your perception of yourself is below where it should be, it is going to be hard for you to take the first step in the right direction or the next step in the right direction. Tammy? I, I I agree, Rodney. We focus so much on what what others um what others perception of us is, what they think about it, or what will they think, what if we do this, what if I don't do this? Rather than going within the the the, the quote I used is for this particular show um, basically says what hap- what what was yesterday? What happened yesterday? And I'm I'm paraphrasing this. Compared to what will happen tomorrow tomorrow has has it nothing to do or has no comparison with what's inside of you. And so often we focus on the past. And we have to I'm, I'm going to say this so so make sure for our listeners get this because I know I don't want to confuse you because often we'll say you have to let go and forget you for you let go I don't think we ever truly forget but you let go by acknowledging and moving on and sometime in order to acknowledge then you have to go back you have to go back to that place for instance I think there are there are many 45-year-old men and women who are stuck 
at age 7, stuck at age 10, stuck at age 12. And it could be more than one number because, again, life happens. And what, what did we learn as children? You, it happens, you keep it, you move on. There's no discussion, there's no healing, there's no redemption, there's no rec- reconciliation, there's no communication. So what happens? There's no healing. And so we've stopped healing. Even as, even as believers, we stop, we have stopped healing. Rodney, it's, it's like you said the other day, we, there's so many people going to church but there's so many people that are still broken, hurting. And not to come down on the church again, but it is because we are not dealing with issues. We're preaching, for the most part, money. Once saved, always saved. When your spirit man tells you, no, something's wrong here. Something's happening inside of me that shouldn't be happening. But I gotta ignore it. But there's only so much you can ignore. There's only so much you can ignore before it shows up. And in order to we said it here on the show, you you can you can Google, use Google Maps, you can use MapQuest to get anywhere in the world. But they're always they are always going to ask you, Where are you? Where are you leaving from? And a lot of us don't take the time to find out what's, what's in me. Where is my spirit? Where is my soul? Where are my thoughts? What is my heart saying to me every day? What are my silent tears saying to me every day? What is my longing for something saying to me every day? And in the... And, and, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to no, ask no, you and Tamarius. Do you think um, your perception of who you are changes? And if so, how often and why? It should It should change. I will say at least once. In your life, one major time. Um, however, there's some people that may have just gotten it early on. They may have gotten or had enough um, of what whatever it, it was that they needed to to have a healthy start, a balanced start. At the same time, I think that some of the things that 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 are within us is just kind of normal. But learning how to deal with them, because, you know, even as little girls, I I see uh, when when Brooklyn was here and Nicole, the little girl next door, and my little cousin, my my niece, I'm sorry about my little cousin, my niece was here, I could, they are are battling over Miss Tammy. Like, no, you know, she's mine, blah, blah, blah. At this age, where where I'm not dividing my time or my love, they're all here. They all get the same thing. They all, if I kiss one, I kiss the other. But I, I could see that even at this age, there's a certain sense of, there's a, there's a need of, of 
there's a self-centeredness, I'll say. There's a me, me, me kind of. Um, but I also think that a lot as adults, we we don't do enough to help them at that age to be okay with sharing, to be okay with you got a kiss too, you got ice cream too, rather than the more, 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 because it starts so early now. So I think that our perception of ourselves at least one time in life, I feel like it almost has to change because the world is so different now. Society is is different. Um, It's a me, me, me kind of world. Um, So, yes. And for someone who is pursuing transformation, self-awareness, it's like Brandon said, self-centeredness without self-awareness. We're we're such an egotistic, gimme, gimme, gimme world, more, more, more. So it has to change at least once. But I think in order to survive and keep yourself balanced um, correctly, it has to continue to change for the better, that you always have to think the good thoughts. You have to take those thoughts captive. You have to remind yourself of who you are, your purpose, your passion, what things are good about you, um, not in a sense of com- com- comparison either, but more of individually, who am I, what's my truth, and be okay with that. But we're, we're so caught up in trying to live someone else's life, to be taller, thinner, uh, prettier, this, this day. We're just trying to keep up. But we're keeping up without knowing, again, where we're coming from, who we are. And so you're kind of like this, this, this leaf that the wind has caught, and it's just taking you everywhere and with everybody. And so without changing, without pursuing passion and purpose and transformation, without that, your perception of self is going to minimize even the more. And so that's why I say it has to change at least once. But I also think if you're pursuing this thing, it has to continually, you have to feed yourself continuously in order to grow. And the more you grow, I think the perception of yourself changes, it evolves, or should. Uh, I, um, I agree with that. I think that your perception of who you are should number one change but number two it should be something that you think about on a regular basis because if it is not I wonder how much you are growing Mm -hmm. I think that people who um, continuously think about their uh, about themselves and the good and the bad, um, their strengths and their weaknesses. I think that those people tend to, um, with their self-reflection, their self-evaluation, um, I think that those people tend to um, focus on, I guess, the right things or the best things because they are not necessarily concerned about what other people see, but Mm -hmm. more so about what they know about themselves. 
um, when you are thinking about other people's perception of who you are, then what they tend to say um, about you is always on your mind. But if you are thinking about your perception of who you are, then you know those things that no one else knows. You know those things that you see and you hear and those things that go through your mind that either only you know or just a few people know. And so when we focus on um, that, that person, who is by themselves late at night or that person who is by themselves driving to and from work or when we focus on that person um, that we know deep down inside, then I think that we spend a lot more time being happy, being comfortable, because the words, hey, I may not be where I want to be, but I'm not where I used to be, it actually has some meaning. But I think a lot of times, even though we say we don't care about what other people think about us, I think a lot of times we do. We just cannot admit it to ourselves. Because if you think about um, a common thing today, you always hear people talking about the haters or people hating on them or what other people have to say, people uh, putting them down, people stabbing, uh, stabbing them in the back. But if you don't care about those things, why are you always talking about it? I remember... Um, when I was coaching high school football, I was young. Um, this was before I was even 21. I remember coaching high school football at my old high school, and one of the one of the other coaches and I were talking about something. And I said, man, I don't care. And he said, what's the fishing report today? And I said, I don't know. And he said, exactly. You don't know the fishing report today because you don't care, because you don't fish. He said, that's why you can't talk to me about it. He said, but you can talk to me about this because you care about it. I think we have to keep things like that in mind. And Tamaria uh, and I, along with one of our other friends, um, you know, we we went out of town this weekend. One of our friends rode with us, um, and so Saturday and, and and yesterday we got a chance to have like I think some really uh, good discussions, and one of them was about pride. We have to let those things go, and if nothing else, be honest with ourselves honest with yourself about your silent tears, about your perspective of yourself. 
you cannot grow. Tammy, earlier you were talking about uh, the root of the problem. Mary and I were looking at um, a show um, earlier, and we both could tell uh, there was a lady um, who, you know, her and her fiancé, you know, they were um, getting ready to get married, so they were going through all the counseling and everything. And some of you guys may pick up on what I'm talking about uh, through what I'm saying, but they were going through counseling. And, I mean, they were like the day before, I believe, made it all the way up to the day before their wedding. But right before, the lady, uh, uh, the woman, I mean, she just started acting out. And it didn't make sense. And the pastor who was going to marry them was trying to figure it all out. And then uh, they were, you know, having the rehearsal. And the wife or or the fiancé, the woman just, like, cut the man off. Like, she would not even let him finish going through his vows. She cut him off. And then when they talked to the uh, the pastor afterwards, she said, well, here's why I am acting the way I'm acting. And it was strange when it was, when it was over to marry. And I both said, no, it's even deeper than that. And that's why I asked the question, is it out of fear or pride? Because a lot of times, for whatever the reason is, we don't want to get to the root of the problem. We'll deal with the surface. We'll deal with the tree. We'll deal with the branch. We'll deal with everything except getting to the root of the problem. And I really think it is because we fear change. We fear the unknown. We fear the power that lies within us and that lies within our deliverance, our freedom. Tammy? Rodney, I think what you said at the very end here, fearing the power within um, speaks volumes. I think that we're so afraid, many of us, so afraid of the unknown until even we become the unknown in a sense that we can we can outwardly pursue so many things but every everything and this was the hardest for me to grasp that no matter where you are in life no matter where you are right now for those of you who are listening It has nothing to do with anything or anyone else because, and I say this again, that was the hardest thing for me to, I guess, grasp and say, because I felt that's that's just not fair. That that you're telling me that I am I am responsible for, or or maybe responsible is is 
is a bad word, but or not the the appropriate word for the situation, but basically that's what that's what I how I took it that I am here, I feel this way because of me, really. Like I would have bought this these things, these feelings, these thoughts on myself. But what time growth um truly pursuing self awareness, truly pursuing self knowledge. So it wasn't the things, but it was what the things had left upon me that I took upon myself, that I owned, that I allowed to root in me. Because no matter how how white the house is, how green the grass is, how pretty the fence is, let me tell you, there, life has happened behind all of that to everyone. And so we get this perception of people and we base it on race, age, looks, things. And we get this perception of people that they've had this grand life and we start to compare. Not deal with, not acknowledge, but compare. And I remember, I've shared this before, but I remember taking a class uh uh, Beth Moore class, and I'm trying to remember the just the name of it went out of my head, but I, rem- I it wasn't very many black women um, in the class, but there was just this perception, um, and I think it still is to a sense that white women had these perfect lives. They had these great husbands with the you know the house, the car, the children, the money. They had these great lives, and I remember in this in this session just thinking wow my stuff this like this is crazy like this is what y'all going through like literally I'm sitting and this is a church so I'm just keeping it real I'm like I got some little stuff compared to what I'm hearing but before that you're thinking your thoughts are literally now you know there's there's few here and there's some here and there but for the most part our perception well, my perception and many more black women like myself, I think if we'd be honest, we'd say they have it so much greater than us, they don't have to deal with this, that, and the other. So we start to compare life by race, by age, by looks, by size, by where you work, what you drive, what your husband looks like, what your children look like, what they do, what they don't do. How do you keep yourself in the midst of all of that? Where does individuality come in and say, this is Tammy, this is who I am, and I make no apology for it, but at the same time, I realize and I recognize that I have stuff that I need to deal with, that I have stuff within me that makes me think, that make me think the way that I thought in church, in a biblical study, a 10-week session with my holy self thinking, Y'all jacked up. I'm okay. I can end this class because what I'm hearing. But to acknowledge first that you have stuff within you that keeps you from being that the best person, the best wife, husband, mother, sister. Because if you would just stop for a minute, if we'd all just stop for a minute and look around, really look around, 
Who are you? Who are the people around you? What are your thoughts? How do you feel for the most part day to day? Don't, answering those questions, even the ones that Rodney read for the for the episode info, answering those questions will tell you a lot about you because we're waiting for someone else to change to make it better, to make us feel better, do better. And that's not who you should be waiting on or what you should be waiting on. You don't send someone else to have surgery for your sickness. You don't you can't send somebody else in to have that surgery for you. You have to go. And we don't want to show up because just like we're afraid of that power that you mentioned, Rodney, we're also afraid of the things that we don't like about ourselves. That we know about ourselves that we don't want anybody else to know. That we think are oblivious to people. And after a time, you should, the real you show up to the people who you spend time with. But this society is so not focused on wholeness, on truth, whatever that truth is about you. If it's your truth and you don't want it to be, then change it. Make it out of a lie. But you won't change anything that you don't first acknowledge about yourself. And I used, Rodney, I used to think that how can people, I felt like th- there are days, even even now, um, and, I, and I know that there are people that think, even to this day, that Amy has this perfect little life. I know that. I know. But even to this day, like, I read so many books. I have quiet time, not as much as I would like to, but there are days that I get up where I have to fight for my transformation. I have to fight for the mindset that I'm pursuing. I have to fight for it. And so I started to wonder, what are people, how are people that are not reading and and, and really trying to deal with themselves, how are they making it? And I'm like, they're not. They're not making it. They're faking it, just like I used to. But you can only, again, you can only ignore and fake for so long. You can ignore that trash can for so long. Stuff's going to start stinking in there. You're gonna, it's going to stink up the house. And that's what we, that's, that's what I mean by it's, you, it's no one else's fault where you are, how you feel about yourself. Because at some point, you have to dig deep enough, go in, figure it out, and this is where we mess up. Apply it. We get it all. I found I found myself doing that. Even even now, I was sharing with a friend Saturday that I, I probably just don't need to read anything else. I need to start applying more of what I have learned but you first got to be seeking people you got to be seeking that self-awareness that self-acknowledge and that is not an easy thing to do you have to have an accountability partner you have to have strength 
um, to endure, to push through those days that your um, your work does not suffice with how you're feeling, the work on yourself. When you feel unbalanced after all of the chasing for the change, for the transformation, when you feel cheated, unbalanced, unhappy, unworthy, you just feel all that stuff. But you have to have a, a, a point where you say, I choose this way. I know enough now to make a choice and stop looking outward for it. But always stay in. Always stay in and grounded enough to where you're you're able to receive, learn, um, and keep yourself balanced enough to know that it's a forever going process. Because, Rodney, that's another, back over to you, but that's another thing. I think that people want it instantly, like everything else. Like they think, I'm a hot mess today. I want to be well and grounded and, and changed, transformed tomorrow. I want everything to happen overnight. I don't want to work for this. Back over to you. Tammy, I want to um, go back to the questions in the um, just because you made me think of them uh, while you were talking and they talk about your life being meaningful and full of purpose and what people see when they look in the mirror matter tremendously to someone I think that if your life, if you view your life as not being meaningful or full of purpose, I think you have to look in the mirror. Mm. Because you must first ask yourself, And answer yourself, I guess, is it that my life is considered meaningless? Why is my life lacking purpose? Because you have to answer for that. Because only you can. And we like to blame a lot of people, a lot of situations. We even like to blame God or try to put the blame or the burden on God for why things are the way that they are. And what we do is we put it in a nicer way. Well, God isn't finished with me yet. I'm waiting on the Lord. It's not my time yet. Is that God or is that you? We have to stop using God as a scapegoat. I get that's what people, not everyone, but but I get that's what people have been taught in church. God is the scapegoat. Well, nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. Is that what God said or is that what you said? 
Well, you know, this is the way he made me. Are you sure that is the way he made you, or is that the way you have become based on your life, based on things that have happened to you and around you? We're quick to put things on God, not understanding that a lot of times God is waiting on us. Or God could very well be thinking, you already have the answer. And I think that until we get to a place where when we can look in the mirror, not say I tried, but I did it, we are going to struggle. That's another thing that we like to use. Well, I tried, or I'm trying. And <laughs> I'll tell you guys what I tell my students or what I ask them. Students say, well, I tried it. Well, I'm trying. I always ask them, when you open your eyes this morning, did you try to get out of the bed or did you get out of the bed? And they always say, I got out of the bed. Then I asked them, did you try to brush your teeth? And they'll say, I brushed my teeth. Did you try to put on your clothes or did you put on your clothes? The answer is always, I put on my clothes. The point is, Stop trying and just do it. Whatever it may be, whatever is holding you back, stop trying to do it. Just do it. Because as long as you are trying to do something, that means you have not done it. I said something to Samaria um, a couple weeks ago, and we were even laughing about it uh, (laughs) this weekend as we were traveling out of town. And what I said to her a few weeks ago was we were talking about something, and I I said to her, well, and I wasn't being funny, you know, and I wasn't being mean. I just said, well, the good thing is you are in control of this. Nobody else is in control of this. The good thing is, like, when you're ready to change this, like, it'll change. And Samaria said, well, what about people on drugs? Like, you know, what about people who are addicts? Like, if it were that easy, like, they would just, and I said, well, I like to drink. We're going to just be honest. I said, I like to drink. I said, the fact that I drink has nothing to do with with 
me being able to control it or not. I said I do it because I want to. I do it because I like it. The fact that I have not stopped is on me. But we don't want to anything. Or if we admit it, there's always an asterisk. We can't just say, hey, this is who I am. Hey, this is what I do. We always have to try to clean it up. Why? Because we don't want to be perceived in a certain way. What you do was okay with everyone else. Would you really be trying to give it up? Would you really be trying to change? What do you think, Tammy? I want to go back to uh, the, the meaningful life full of purpose, and then I also want to skip down to the question about does your life matter and do you matter, matter tremendously to someone? And I was very careful with that word, tremendously. Um, the meaningful and full of purpose. Rodney, I know you said as you were talking that if, if, this, is, if this is you, you kind of need to look in the mirror. You really need to kind of give yourself a reality check. But if, if, if I had to come into that, I would, I would say that that is the majority of people today um, it may appear, and they may act as if um, that is what they want people to perceive that there is that their life is very meaningful and full of purpose. But I'll go back to what we were saying earlier. If you're not chasing yourself, if you're not chasing your truth, to the point where you begin to, we said this last week, Rodney, where. Not only do you want it for yourself, because I'll be honest with you, for a very long time, I just wanted it for me. Like, I wouldn't worry about the next person. Like, I was helping people. I'm going to go and do the workshop seminars, blah, 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 blah. But it was only so much I wanted to share. Now it's getting to the point where you want it so badly for for everybody. Like, you just, you, you, and then you get kind of bottled up because, why aren't they getting it? Why don't they want it? Why don't they want to pursue it? Why don't why don't they see the value? Why do they still want to hurt? Why do they want to live life like this day to day? Because you begin to see and 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 feel things that you don't even want to. Like you you feel you're in the grocery store and you feel the pain of others. You people are drawn to you for when you don't want them to be. Um, so this is the meaningful and full of purpose is I think most of the people today, which is why we have so many people acting so sporadically because the pain gets so bad sometimes until even they cannot bear it, but then they can't share it as well or they choose not to. And so it, it comes out in other forms, whether it's, like Tamaria said, the drug, um, the food, uh, the shopping, whatever, whatever it is, 
it shows up. But I think most of us, especially with the purpose, because purpose to me brings meaning to life. But how many people choose something totally different than their purpose? A lot of them do. And then about mattering, does your life matter? Because when life starts to matter, your life starts to matter, the way that God wants it to matter, like that spiritual connection with this universe, with this, with energy, with God, with purpose, with meaning, then you truly want, you want that for everybody. You want people to pursue it. You want them to know their purpose, to operate in their purpose, to see the meaning, to walk their path, and to be so sure that they're on it, that no matter what happens on it, they're okay. But when I think this gets twisted as well is that although most of us, all of us really truly want to matter to someone, like they want, for the most part, we all, I think I'll say not most part, we all want to matter in some way to be valued, to be heard in some way that helps fulfill, that helps us fulfill that purpose and brings meaning to life. And then having someone that tremendously, that you know that you matter to, that tremendously you matter to them. Like your life matters. You matter. What you do, what you don't do, how you feel matters. And I think a lot of people just don't have that today. They don't have people showing up in their lives, not even little children, not even young people have that today. I remember a, a young man telling Brandon, because I had got, gotten on him, and this was high school, um, Brandon told me he was going some, somewhere and went somewhere else. And basically my explanation to him was, if you tell me you're going to McDonald's, then that's where you need to go. I don't care if Burger King is across the street. You need to go to McDonald's, and if not, you need to be telling me, well, Mom, no, I'm not going to go there. I'm going here. Simple text will do. And, of course, being the teenage child he is, he, he thinks that's a bit much. Well, you're in my house. These are my rules. But this young man said, well, man, at least your mama cares. At least your mama cares enough to want to know where you are. And that spoke mm-hmm. volumes. That spoke volumes. He just, because he looks at that as, I matter. At least you matter to your mom enough for her to to want to know where you are. You know? And so I think we're missing that. We're so caught up in me, 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 more, 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 compete, 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 compare, compare, compare. And where where do you fit in? But purpose will change that. It's just like I said last week, churches, Popeyes, KFC, they all together, one block radius. We can take it further, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Family Dollar, General Dollar, they all sell the same stuff. We don't have to compete. You just got to do your purpose. But we're so fearful of that. 
And we're so caught up in this perception of what my life should be at this point based on many things that are not from us. Where I should be, how I should be, how my life should be, what my husband should be like, what my wife should be like, what my kids should be like, what kind of car I should drive, where I should work, what kind of clothes. Well, all that is nothing if you're putting it on nothing. If you're getting up going to that six-figure job empty, if you're coming home empty, then who are we and what are we and what will we be and how can we be for and to someone else? So, again, what lies within there's no comparison to what happened yesterday, who you were yesterday, and who you will be tomorrow. Because whatever is in you now, if that is not dealt with, then you have no control over tomorrow, just as you did not yesterday. Because your foundation is not your purpose. Your foundation is satisfying this world. And it's like Miss Erlene has said, I believe, on the show as well, many of us are after God's hand, not his heart. And the same with people. I think we've learned to do people, to treat people, even the people we love, the same way. But when you begin to, to know, not feel, but to know what's within, the good, the bad, the ugly, and be willing and open to deal with that, your life starts to change. The way that you allow people to talk to you, to how they treat you from your job down to whomever, it changes because you see value. And that's another thing right now. I think that we as, I know we talked about this early on in the show, or Tamari and I did, where we're too quiet. We have this, this some of us, not all of us, but some of us who who are pursuing um, the spiritual world, think that we should just let the world go and, and say and do, and we're just supposed to be these quiet, meek people and say nothing. Well, Jesus didn't do that. He wasn't afraid to speak up and speak out. He was bold. And then even that keeps us down and out. A lot of us, if we just be honest, our spirits are dead. We're the walking dead, the meaningless, powerless, so-called faithful people. And so here we are. And again, you guys, uh, let me be the first to say, I'll say it again. I don't wake wake up every day with this passion for it. I have to I have to fight for it some days. I had a friend tell me just today, she said, I don't know what was wrong with me this this weekend. I just did not want to be bothered. Then don't be bothered. And don't be bothered because you feel like that. You're human. Don't be bothered. But we let everything just beat us down. There's some days I don't want to be bothered. And guess what? I don't be bothered. And if if somebody's bothered by that, then I'm sorry. That's what's within you. 
that you have to deal with so that you don't be bothered when I don't want to be bothered. And that's another thing. Set yourself free and accept life, but also be willing to call yourself out when you're wrong, when you're self-centered, when you're being egotistic. And I can raise my raise my hand there. I'm a, I'm a lot of those things a lot of times too. But I don't try to fake it or hide it now. This is Tammy today. She might not be like this an hour later because at least she recognizes it this hour, where before it was all about you. This is not. This has nothing to do with me. This is your mess, your stuff. But every time you're offended. Everything that makes you feel some kind of way, every person that makes you feel some kind of way, there is an un- I believe that there is an unresolved feeling or issue or something. There is something there that you have not let go, acknowledged, dealt with. There's something there. There's something there. And we just have to start dealing with what's within. We have to start dealing with our stuff. Or nobody will be good enough. Nobody will do it for you, not consistently. Not even your children. Not your spouse. You have to take care of you. You have to find the peace. You have to deal with the stuff. You have to know who you are. You have to know what you want. And are you going to go after it? Are you just going to accept where you are? This is life. This is my hand. Then if that's your hand and that's what you're going to choose, play it. Play it. But there's no reason we should continue to wake up day after day after day after day after day after. And be miserable, meaningless, no purpose. And before you matter tremendously to someone else, you have to matter to yourself. Back over to you, Rodney. Kimmy, I think this is why um, people. I guess, fall into the wrong hands or um, look for love in all the wrong places. And, oh, I, hate, and I hate to I hate, <laughs> I hate to use that cliche, but I think that's how and, and, and why that happens um, because of how much or, or how little um, – their life matters to them or what they think their their life matters to other people because the bottom line is you want your life to matter to someone. Um, and, and like I was sharing with Mary and a friend yesterday, um, we were more so talking about relationships and and even more specifically than that, we were talking about men. Um, and the reason why men 
do the things that that they do um, and, and why they tend to be uh, a certain way at times. And one of the things that I shared with them was men are men, men don't want to appear as failures to women that they that they care about. They don't want to to be a failure or at least think that they are in that think that they are a failure in that woman's eyes. And that woman may never say anything to them. She may <laughs> excuse me, she may never think that. But if he feels like he has failed and he feels like she knows that he has failed or she has witnessed it herself, he will automatically put that on her. And he can't stand that. And I also said to them, men are more likely admit their faults and their failures to another man, to their boys, to their best friend, than they are to their wives or their girlfriends. They feel we feel a lot more comfortable. The reason why we can go and and sit in the barber shop for hours is because we feel like we belong. We feel like we can be great in the barbershop. And we sitting there telling a bunch of lies. But nobody's going to call us out on that. Nobody's going to challenge us. The guys are just going to be, just going to let us be great. Even though we know we lying, they know we lying. They're going to sit there and tell some lies too. But we feel like we belong. We feel like we have purpose. We feel like we matter. And I think that's how people end up in situations that they don't necessarily want to be in. Now, granted, we always feel like, you know, that, that that's our safe place, the barbershop. However, what about that child who's growing up? who questions whether or not their life matters, who questions whether or, not, whether or not their life matters to their parents. What decisions have been made because children feel like they matter or don't feel like they matter um, to their parents or in their families? What happens in those cases? What happens when girls feel like they don't matter? Feel like they don't matter to their mothers. Feel like they don't matter to their fathers. What happens in these cases? What happens when boys feel like they don't matter? So we have to to, to think about what you said, Tammy, and that is, Does your life matter, and do you matter tremendously to someone else? And I'm going to add this to the end of that. 
Does someone else's life matter to you? And do you know it? Um, hey, Ron. Ron, and, yes, and throw in yes, to if do they does that part? Great question because we're we're always so focused on again me me me. The question that you just asked, you flipped it. Does someone else matter tremendously to you? And then do does that person know? And if so, how do you think they know? How do what are your actions towards them? How do you treat them? Is there unconditional love? So great question because it's not about us, us, us. And the moment that it it stops being about us, 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 there are people that I know that I don't care what comes up, they make it about them. Mm-hmm. Like there's such a need for gratification for me, 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 me. Look, and the minute that it stops being about you. And you release whatever it is within. I acknowledge it. I take responsibility for it. But this is not, I am not going to claim this this domestication, which is just you, you being trained, basically, from a child up. Because even as we could be the greatest parents, we have in some way tried to domesticate, confine, make our children who we want them to be, how we want them to be, what they value, and so forth. But the moment you you set yourself free, we talked about release. The moment you release whoever you are into this world so that you can be who you were purposed to be, because life will throw you off. Things will throw you off. So I just want to throw that in there that it's, it's even more important. I'm glad you brought that up, Rodney, that, that someone know that they tremendously matter to you. And they know it without a shadow of a doubt that someone knows that. Because we're all looking for that connection, that unconditional love. Tammy, I think one of the things that we have to stop doing um, or at least be aware, and that is, we tend to take advantage of nice people. Mm-hmm. We we tend to take advantage of people who we know we can get away with. Uh, we we can get away with certain things. There are people who we know, no matter how awful we treat them, they are going to take it, they are going to forgive us, and let us back into their lives. And we know that. And because we know we can get away with it, we do it. But then, at the same time, people who we know will shut us down and shut us out. We will treat them with the utmost respect. No matter how they treat us, we'll treat them with the utmost respect. 
We'll give them our best. We'll give them everything we have. I saw a meme the other day, and it said, I'm texting you. You're not responding. You're texting somebody else. They're not responding. Somebody's texting me. I'm not responding. Somebody's texting them, and and they're not responding. The bottom line is we never want the person who wants us. We could have this person over here who wants us. We could have these people who think that we are just amazing. But instead, we'd rather focus on the people who don't. We'd rather focus on the people who are focused on other people. Instead of just saying, man, this person right here loves me for who I am. Let me give them all I have. We do that. And then that person turns around and does the same thing. So I know we're uh, winding down here on the show. But as we focus on this last question, what I will say is you matter to somebody. Figure out who that is and focus on that. Number two, if you don't at least matter to yourself, find out why and then fix it. Because that will answer the other questions. Don't be afraid of acknowledging what your silent tears are truly about, even if you don't talk to anybody else about them. Because sometimes, depending on what your silent tears are truly about, the only person you need to have that conversation with is God. If your perception of who you are is not what you want it to be, remember that you are in control. And if your life isn't meaningful, what can you do to make it meaningful and full of purpose? Why aren't you living in your purpose? And everybody's purpose is going to be the same. As a school teacher, I have never encouraged all of my kids to go to college. Never. And never will. Because I understand that not all of them have a desire to go to college. I'm okay with my students to be plumbers. I'm okay with that. I just want to know why and how far they want to go. Sometimes They don't want certain things because they just don't know about them. And 
might be the same way. I cannot promise I would have gone to college if I would have known about the other options I had in life. Can't promise that. I'm not upset that I went to college. But what I will say, I didn't know all of my options. If somebody matters to you, you will take the time to get to know who they are and everything about them. And not just Don't just focus on the people who you know matter to you or you matter to them. But what about the people who want to matter to you? What about the people who want to be important to you? Because people look up to us all the time, but not all the time do we we know it or do we realize it. Like Tammy said right before I turned it back over to her, get out of you. Once you get it, once you grab a hold of it, find somebody else. Find somebody else to be a blessing to. Find somebody else to share it with. Find somebody else to give it to. Do not hold it off for yourself because some people really want nothing. But then a whole lot of people are really just crying out for help. Tammy? Oh, wow. Um, So much. We have five minutes, so I'll I'll try to be really quick here. You guys, all I can say is, especially for those who continue to come back each Monday, thank you because we see you. We see you out there, and it shows that you're pursuing something. So I say to you, as you hang up tonight, there is there there is one question I'm I'm gonna ask that I want you to really ponder on, but there there are there are many more as well. Um, and I'll start with the one that that. That one is if life ended for you tonight, if life ended, what would the person or the person, the the people that tremendously matter to you and that you tremendously matter to, what would, if it was just based on today, what would they remember about how you made them feel, how you loved them, how you cared for them, how you spoke to them, how you spoke of them. Um, And what would they miss the most about you and from you? So if this was it, tomorrow is never promised, but if this was it, and all they had to, to 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 go by was today. 
What did you say? What did you do? How did you respond? What did you not do? What did you not say? And why didn't you respond if you didn't? And this is the person that tremendously matters to you, that you tremendously matter to. And besides that, I say ask these questions for yourself. Tomorrow, when you wake up, what do I look forward to today? What am I thankful for right now? As my feet hit the floor, what am I thankful for? What am I grateful for? What's the difference? What, if anything, am I passionate about? And if nothing, what will I be today? What small things will I work on, will I change today within me? My actions, my thoughts, my responses. My interactions. What will I do about them? So this show again is about you. So I say show up in your life. Open yourself up to receive. But in order to do that, you have to know, or let me first, desire to know what's within. To be willing to acknowledge it with acceptance enough to know what you're going to keep and what, how you're going to change it. So as we prepare to run out of time, because it's 9.59 now, I want to say great show, you guys. Um, you're not in this alone. And, again, I'll be the first to raise my hand and say, I don't have a great day every day, but I make it a great day. No matter what, I'm going to find something If I wake up with it, I'm not going to go to bed with it. I'm going to lose it somewhere in between because I choose this side. I choose to walk out of my mess. So back over to you for the closing, Rodney. It's been a great show. Thank you all for tuning in. Any uh, announcements, Sammy, before we move on? Just in case the people don't hear from you on your 21st birthday. <laughs> I'm turning 21 Monday, y'all. <laughs> That's my announcement. Um, not at this time. I'm working on on, on uh, putting a, a conference together for couples, and it's called going to be called Communicate Your Best Love. I'll have more information about that, not next week, because I don't think I'm going to be on next week. Right, and that's going to be your baby next week. This is going to be your baby. Uh, I'm turning 21 next next Monday also. (laughs) There you have it, people. Then we probably won't air next Monday. We'll take a break. (laughs) Rodney will take a break from his new job. But um, There you go. Yeah, there you go. But other than that, um, that's all that I plan to to work on right now. Um, I'll have some more stuff to share about some other things after next week, but that's the one that I'll let out, that the um, communicate your best love. Um, and, my, and Rodney, maybe next, next the Monday after that, I want to maybe come on, and I think I'm going to talk more about the Gator consulting, the communication thing and all of that and what's going on with it and, and purpose and, and, and all of that. So 
I may do that in, in from helping promote the Communicate Your Best Love. But that's all I have. Looking forward to next month, my birthday month. Got a lot of things planned, and I'm excited. Happy early birthday. Tamara, happy early birthday. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you. 21st <laughs> birthday. Don't forget. 21st. Better known as 51st, but we won't we won't tell anybody. <laughs> um, this Sunday, um, this Sunday coming up, April 30th, um, I will be speaking um, at a church here in Northern Virginia. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Mary will be there. Um, some of my family members. Uh, plan to uh, travel and and be there with us also, so we're definitely uh, looking forward to that. Um, please pray for her; she's already sniffling. <laughs> but please, uh, but please uh, pray for her. She she does have a lot going on this week, and and we've been going um, we've been going pretty hardcore the last couple of weekends and. I think we have a couple more weekends to go, and then we can relax. I've already told her um, after we um, do this event the first weekend of May, uh, the answer is no to everything that's that's happening in May after after the first weekend. Um, so so hopefully we can uh, get some rest and relaxation time in um, because I, I know June is going to be uh, a pretty busy month as well, but we've been going pretty hard uh, the month of April. Um, but this Sunday, I will be speaking at a, uh, at this church here in Northern Virginia. Um, it is their fifth Sunday uh, celebration, so um, I think, as far as I know, that is the that is the only thing that um, that I have going on. Um, we are actually counting down the days um, of the school year. Well, not really counting down the days, but um, before you know it, uh, uh, the school year will be over. So I'm pretty sure Tammy's going to talk about me even worse when June rolls around and uh, there isn't school for about 10 weeks. Um I'm not going to talk about you. I'm going to join you. I'm going to go get me a 10-month position. (laughs) I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. But we do want to thank you guys for tuning into the show. Um, It has been another uh, really, really, really good show. Um, We appreciate the things that that Tammy brought to the uh, table, and we appreciate the things that Samaria brought to the table. Um, but just a very enlightening show. And one of the things that I thought about, Tammy, before I played the music um, at the beginning, and that is I'm really glad that we decided to, more so you decided, to just um, create the show and whoever tunes in, um, they just tune in. Uh, we're not looking for any... Fame. We're not looking to be anybody or anything, but we are just here to, um, I guess, educate ourselves, be a blessing to ourselves, and just 
be all about transformation. And if no one else is here, we'll be here. Um, so we hope that you guys will continue to uh, join us. We hope that you'll continue to support the show. Um, again, anytime uh, you want to tune in, the number is 818-691-7406. If you have a show topic um, or just a very interesting uh, story or journey, uh, please reach out to us um, because we we love to hear from you. So thank you, guys. We hope that you have a blessed week. Um, and whether it is next Monday or the Monday after, we will see you guys soon. Good night, everybody.
Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.